Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks podcast. I'm Jim Haney, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, Today, I have two special guests here with me. Uh, Would you please introduce yourselves? I'm Ashley McLean, the recovery coach supervisor for Montana's Peer Network. And I'm Bill Devil, a recovery coach for Montana Peer Network. All right. And so today we are back on our 10 Guiding Principles series. And we're going to be talking about peer support, a subject that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Absolutely. I have like mixed emotions about her, like... I love her, and she really helped me in our my my recovery. But personally, I don't like her. I mean, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. But it, it <laughs> I, I, but it's, it's a it's dialectic. Kind of, it's all right. Yeah. It's you just, can feel both. It's yeah. just it's and and so you know I I mean she was just on fire, and her bipolar was so severe. I. While she was mentoring me, I, I got to watch her, her ebb and flow yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a medication uh, for her, a medication would just fizzle out and just wouldn't work anymore. Wow. And, and, and to try and find a new medication mm-hmm. and to get on board, it would take like three to six weeks wow. for something to, right. for, and she would but be off work. Impact, but how did that impact you then? You know, you, you, she was peer supporting you. So, how did that work for you in your own recovery? I mean, by seeing that. Well, it gave me hope in the in the sense that I didn't have to be perfect and I didn't have to be well mm-hmm. all the time to be useful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I can I can so relate to that um, because, like my my first sponsor, I remember like, um, you know, and that's that informal peer support is a, is having. A, someone who sponsors you and kind of guides you through the 12 steps. I remember the first time that she she came to me and she's like, you'll never believe what I did yesterday. I was like, what? She's like, I went to my kid's school and I accosted the teacher for no reason. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you are human. Like, right. you have struggles too. Like, I get, okay, okay. And I trusted her a little bit more at that point. Like, all right, you're not as perfect as I think you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so, how did that help you in your recovery? Same same question. By well, seeing that, it helps me to to kind of like not have to put on a face and like be vulnerable with mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. in my recovery. It's it's allowed me when things aren't going okay for the people that I I support. Like it's okay to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I I freaked out last night for no reason. You know what I mean? Like right. it's I can say that myself now too. You know what I mean? Nice. That's some of the biggest rapport building moments oh, is gosh. When, when we like say, I made this huge mistake, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and then people come up and say, man, I don't have to be perfect. And right. for, right. for some reason, if you've been in, re- in recovery for a period of time, you, you automatically get put on like this pedestal, pedestal. Yeah. or this... And we, you don't ask for it. Right. 
Right. You don't ask for it. But do you um, think it's because of the whole like relapse issue? It's like you're trying to be perfect because you don't want to you don't want to relapse or go into crisis. You think that's what it's from? Well, I think it's I think it uh, for me, I know it's it's that like that deep level of wanting approval from everybody, right? Oh. And like always needing to be validated and I think that's why you think you need to be so perfect is like if they really knew what was what I was behind mm-hmm. the scenes, right? A, a glimpse into my mind, mm-hmm. they would not want to be around me, right? So yeah. I'm going to try to yeah. like cruise through this world perfectly because if they only if they knew how I really felt. And I think through my peer support interactions with people, like I that has been chipped away where this is what you get, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you get. You know, the, the more time people spend with me, they finally realize how crazy I really am. I, I concur. <laughs> I mean, because, because you, know, you, you have that interaction and you're building that rapport and right. you're sharing parts of your story mm-hmm. and... You share your thoughts of, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a normal day for me, and this is what runs through my head, and they're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't act on it anymore. Right. You know, and, and, you know, my choices are a lot different today. My thought processes are still crazy. Yeah. Yeah. However, um, I don't act on them, and I make better choices, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I play the tape through. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I I got introduced to, I mean, I think both of you have heard my story really is, you know, I was in the hospital and they had a, they had a guy who he volunteered and he used to just, as I understood it, you know, just, he would just pick somebody and kind of mentor them while they were there. But he was just a volunteer. It wasn't even Pierce Four. This was, you know, in the 90s, mid 90s. And that was the first time that I got introduced to it and the the power of that relationship was so different than um because I was going to meetings and um there were people who might come in and do a class or something but that always seemed different it wasn't I didn't connect with them like I, I can totally remember one guy coming in and he was like he was like I've been in recovery for you know, 20, 23 years or something like that. And I thought to myself, I'm, I'm 21. I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. Right. But where this peer supporter was different was he was, he was like, I'm just like you. And then sort of explained the circumstances. And that was very different immediately I knew that was very different and our relationship became very different from there and that's where I knew wow there's a real power in this mm-hmm. and it's all kinds of things you know the hope or um, what the person sort of represent he got to leave that was a big right. deal I couldn't leave but he could leave you know those kinds of things how would that be if I could leave <laughs> yeah exactly you know and so that was that was huge um that was big and that connection was just at a different very different place than going to meetings even there i mean they're your peers but it's not the same it isn't the same i i completely agree with you i 
I remember my first introduction, I was young, into any kind of like recovery world. And, and I, was, I was forced to go to these meetings and there was like old men sitting in a danky basement telling me my 17-year-old self yeah. who was not ready to even begin to look at this area of my life to look for the similarities and not the differences. Right. And I was like, hold on, you're old, I'm young. Right. You're all men. I'm a woman, you right. know, a young woman. Right. Like, I must not be... In the right place. I'm not in the right place. Yeah. Like, I'm just not yeah. like you guys. Like, yeah. there was no connection, yeah. no rapport there because I, you know, I know for myself I wasn't able to to see it that way yet. Mm -hmm. But also, they didn't make it very relatable, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that, too. I think going into meetings where it's... Everybody who's smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, they're all older than me. They're like my dad's age yeah. kind of thing. And I think that influenced me quite a bit when I became a peer supporter and like at the drop-in center and why I I like to have mixed groups. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's really where it comes from for me because I know that if you don't, the one person <laughs> comes in and they go, but I'm not like this group. Whereas if the group is diverse, then the person says, okay, I could find at least one person maybe yep. I could relate to in the group who's my age or, you know, my sex or whatever. My issues are the same. That's why I never liked the, this is the bipolar group or this yep. is the drug addict group or this yep. is the alcoholic group. Why I like the groups mixed. I think it's more representative of life. Absolutely. Also, not in society, we're all sort of mixed up. Absolutely. Together. I know, like, in my first couple months of being being a peer supporter myself, like, I, I held groups, and it was open like that. Like, it was open discussion. It, was, mm -hmm. um, it didn't matter what you were in recovery for, what mm -hmm. you were seeking recovery for, just come, right? Mm -hmm. And as it progressed, they kind of, it was funny how the dynamic was. They kind of, like separated themselves yeah right and yeah. i got to watch that happen like yeah. it wasn't like the group uh you know like saying this is this is the box you fit in this is the box you fit in they yeah. kind of put themselves in those boxes and sure and it worked for them because they yeah. found commonality with each other in in their box you know right. what i mean which right. is i don't know it's kind of cool to watch yeah just sitting back and you know observing it yeah there's something to be said though when when you're sitting with a peer and they're telling their story and your eyes light up mm -hmm. and yeah. and they see mm -hmm. that you get it. Yeah. They they feel mm -hmm. they feel that you get it. Mm -hmm. And they and they mm -hmm. instantly their body language relaxes and mm -hmm. and they and, and you know those moments are some of the coolest yeah. moments in the world For is sure. when Someone's trying to open up mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's that connection and mm -hmm. it's, then it flows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's super neat. Well, I think that's why I continue to be a peer supporter is for those moments. Right? Sure. That's why I continue to do it is because, I mean, yes, it's a lot about us supporting them, but like we get inspired that way being peer supporters for sure. Yeah, let's talk about that part of it, uh, part, part, that part of being a peer supporter, what, what we get on the other side. We've mostly been sharing about our experience, how we got into met peer support, 
the first time in like recovery, but the other side of it as a, as a person supporting others, what do we get out of that? Oh man, I get, I get, um, joy. Mm -hmm. I get satisfaction. I get, I don't know, just understanding. I feel like, I don't know, like I have purpose. That's what mm -hmm. it does for me. That it gives me my purpose mm -hmm. in life. So when I get to peer someone, if I can say it like that, mm -hmm. and and we have that aha moment where we connect, mm -hmm. I then know we have established a relationship mm -hmm. where we then get to allow it to grow and develop however it's going to grow mm -hmm. and develop. Mm -hmm. and. And so not only do I get that moment of joy, but then I get to have and be part of a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And for a long, long time in my life, I never had healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. It was always about what are you going to do for me? Right. And what can mm -hmm. I get from you that's going to benefit me? It mm -hmm. was never about a mutual respect and benefit to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are, those are things that like build my soul mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that means something to me that, mm -hmm. and nobody, and nobody can take that away from me Yeah, and nobody can take that away from that other person. Yeah. I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. I made another connection right. Right. with another human being, which is why we're here on this earth is to develop relationships one, with one another that have mutual respect and benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with with that like with that relationship building with that um you know those extended periods of of being side by side with someone there's also another side that's not too happy to talk about right cuz i mean we're human and we um we we fall down and that part of it sometimes can be really hard as a peer supporter when you're falling like you're watching somebody fall down mm -hmm. and and watching them go into crisis and saying, I'm here, but they're like, I don't want you to be here right now, you know? And you already have that relationship built, so it's like, there's worry, there's, you know, um, your heart hurts, you know? Mm -hmm. You get, you, your heart hurts for them, and mm -hmm. there's really nothing you can do. <laughs> right, right. They have to go through their own, yeah. <clears throat> their own sort of journey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and even in those moments, we have the opportunity for growth. It, it does, even in those moments, inspires me, right? Yeah, yeah. It inspires me even in those moments. Yeah. Well, the growth, the growth part for me is, is to have that healthy boundary and not try and save the person right. Um, right. because I'll end up enabling them or working harder at their recovery than they do mm -hmm. because, you know... A month before we were doing really good and we had this good relationship and they were moving forward in their life and you know things were on the up and up and then bam turned south and right you scramble to try and stop them from going off the cliff and <laughs> <laughs> right yeah right right so we but, have opportunity for growth there yeah but sometimes they need to go off the cliff mm -hmm. right I mean yes. yeah. sometimes you need to and I, I think uh, you know, through the years, I think I've really learned, um, yeah, to not take that ownership 
of of them and that they need to go through the process and yes it's painful and it's painful to watch yeah <clears throat> you know um because you want the best for people um but i think it's like okay i can see it with a little more clarity of where they're at and their process and whatever it is i mean sometimes it's just circumstances sometimes it's their choices mm -hmm. but it's theirs not mine and mm -hmm. i don't have to own it and being able to kind of separate that piece whereas i think in the very beginning of my recovery not that i was peer supporting people but there were individuals you know who who kind of come into your life and because you have some time in recovery either they themselves or family members or somebody's like oh here jim can you yeah. help this person because yeah. right yes but i wasn't a peer supporter right i was just a person in recovery with my well own. you were in training right yeah i mean <laughs> but I, I mean i got into peer support late i mean i i had 14 years in recovery wow. Wow. before i started doing it so it wasn't something and that was really a lot of it was just i needed that time to heal myself to just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't do it early on. Yeah, there was just no way I wasn't ready ready for that. It took me almost five years in recovery before I chose to become a peer supporter. I know when I was going through uh, my mental health treatment and having case management and providers, my mentor at my mental health agency they were trying to get me on board with it, but I wasn't, I just wasn't ready. To, to I, be a peer supporter. To be a peer supporter. Yeah. That, yeah. that to me was like too much responsibility and a lot of accountability. Yeah. And yeah. I can't even direct my own life. How am I going to yeah. help someone else direct theirs? And yeah. me model recovery, I, I don't even have any security in that because mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to stay in recovery or if yeah. I'm committed or yeah. what's going to happen. And so I had a lot of insecurity and it took a while for me to start trusting myself that I was committed to doing something different. Mm -hmm. um, I just had so much doubt in myself. Um, it took me a while to, to get on board. I think it was my destiny mm -hmm. because just because of the way that I am, I'm an easy forgetter mm -hmm. and my ego gets in my way really, really fast. And when I get to work with people on a daily basis, I can remind myself, by the grace of God, there go I. Mm. And I get to be reminded daily of where I used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes further than where they're at. Sure. Um, you know, so, sure. but I get to remember that part of my journey where that person is Absolutely. and where I was. And, mm -hmm. and I need that reminder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it inspires you to keep going, going on the path that you're on. I know it does me. So for sure. Yeah. Well, it's definitely good work. I mean, that's that's one thing I think we all know when you're a peer supporter. I mean, it's good work in terms of like it's good work with a capital G. Like yes, it's it's good work, right? You're doing I mean, the good work, right? Yeah. Lots of things you could be doing in life that are just mundane or. You know, right. this is the only profession that I've ever been in where um, I don't dread the work that I do. Yeah. So that's there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure.
Well, we are just about out of time, so um, I think we're going to wrap it up. We feel like we're at a good good spot right there, I think. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to another Recovery Talks podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Adios. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.